That's pretty cool. Well, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Freedom to Fight. I'm your host, Anura Mathis, and today I have the honor of interviewing Sean Scribner. He shares his martial arts journey and how he discovered BJJ and how that transformed his life and his family's life. I'm really excited for you to hear this episode and share your comments. Uh, Take a listen. Does it say recording on your end? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. And you can have a copy of this if you'd like. So um, before good. I edit it and stuff. So okay. Well, we can just dive in. I'm I'm uh, <laughs> trying to make this as casual as possible because I think that's what produces the best conversation. So um, I will uh, introduce myself. I'm Anura Mathis. I'm uh, in Boulder, Superior, Colorado. Uh, My home gym, Limitless, is in Broomfield. Um, And I'm the host of Freedom to Fight. (laughs) And uh, and you're my guest. So introduce yourself, and then uh, we'll get started. Uh, Yeah, my name's uh, Sean Scribner, and um, I live out here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. The east side, actually, it's in Mesa, Arizona, but I've been here for... 10 years now. Before that, I lived up in North Idaho, and I grew up there my whole life. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for doing this. I'm, I'm really kind of nervous because I'm so excited, but um, <laughs> you have just such a, a unique background, um, and for someone like me starting, you know, in martial arts in general, it's just a that I'm, I find myself very lucky to have met you. So oh, um, well, I just want to take your. It was kind of a crazy night that we, when we met. I was like, oh, that's crazy. I called my wife and I was like, you're not going to believe the night I just had. Like, not only did I get to train with one of the best people in the country, but I like, got on Uber or Lyft and jumped in there and you. And then you're like, oh, I just got done training myself. I was like, it's just such a small world how mixed martial arts and jujitsu just like brings people together like that. It's pretty neat. That it was so cool, and I I was kind of nervous because I don't normally drive at nighttime, but I planned to do some airport rides, and you were like like five minutes into my driving, I, you were my first person. So um, yeah, that was yeah. cool. I was nervous to even get a ride because it was kind of like tucked into like all the industrial buildings, and I was like, man, I'm gonna have a hard time getting a lift out here. I think. <laughs> It's a scary area. It's not well lit. It's it's no, it's pretty dark. I should have been driving. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know where I was walking to if I had to walk. I was nowhere near the hotel I was staying at. <laughs> at least you know jujitsu and a lot of martial arts. So you're yeah. be fine, you know, <laughs> on your own. <laughs> okay, so we can get started. I um I'll just kind of go over those questions that I, I sent to you and we can chat as much as, you know, as you want outside of those questions. Yeah. Um, so tell me about your, your background. 
uh, you told me about wrestling and MMA and and all of it. So just start from the beginning. Yeah. So when I was little, like my mom got me into like soccer and uh, baseball and team sports stuff, and I just never really. I did like soccer. I take. I, I'm not gonna say I didn't like soccer. I did have a good time in that. But um, so she got me into wrestling when I was five years old, and uh, remember I didn't really want to do it. I was like, I don't want to do that, mom. But she didn't really give me a choice. So she was pretty, pretty strict and adamant that I was going. And then once I went, I was kind of addicted. I mean, I'm not gonna say kind of addicted. I was. We were. I got really addicted. I, my poor parents drove me all over the Northwest for every weekend all fall and winter long <laughs> so we traveled all over um i did that through since i was five through high school and then um outside of high school i i went to college and i just didn't really didn't really have that drive to be in school anymore like, i mean like most people i think you just kind of like you're burnt out you don't know what to go to school for uh i dropped out like my first semesters because i was kind of wasting my mom's money wasting time and um, I still had that competitive drive and nature in me. So I started training at a local MMA gym up in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, called the Lion's Den. Um, it was run by Derek Cleveland and Trevor Prangley. So I got into that and fought for, I've had 10 fights. Well, I had 10 fights in and went with a record of nine and one. Did that for a while. And then uh, I got out of mixed martial arts when I got into the trade I'm in now as a lineman building power lines and I took probably about 10 years off and didn't step on a mat at all I I mean I wouldn't say I didn't step on a mat I'd go jumping in gym here and there but nothing like committed and then um we got my son into martial arts not too long ago and it was funny because he was the same as me we put him into soccer he did not like it put him into baseball did not like he didn't like he doesn't like team events and one day he goes i want to do martial arts so we signed him up at like a local um wushu academy and we're sitting outside one day and i was telling my wife i was like i just want to i want to compete again like i'm not i'm not young but i'm not like old where i can't do anything anymore so i was like i still have that drive so we had this conversation and literally i swear cell phones listen to you because <laughs> I literally grabbed my phone in between us getting our food and first popped up was Gracie Baja uh, Jiu-Jitsu Academy it was opening up literally just right down the street from my house I was like oh wow so I I filled out the application sitting right there at the table Professor Lucas Norat calls me within like five minutes of hitting submit so I'm sitting at the dinner table I'm with my wife and she's like answer it I was like all right so I answered, well, it turned into like a 30-minute conversation. <laughs> I felt bad. But, uh, yeah, I got back in real quick, and I've been doing – I'm now I'm addicted. Like, my son, he quit the Wushu Academy, jumped into jiu-jitsu, and now he does it every night. So we go Monday through Friday and then occasionally on Saturdays. So we're – our whole family is all jiu-jitsu right now. My poor wife That's so washing awesome. keys and everything. She's every night she's doing laundry, getting everything clean and laid out the next day for us. <laughs> That's very sweet. Yeah. Support. So, yeah, um, martial arts has been going with me pretty strong for quite a while. Did you did you mention that your wife 
does she train with you or is she no, open to that? She doesn't. I tried to do it, but she's just, she's not that kind of girl. She does like, so they'll put on like the women's self-defense classes. She'll go do that. Um, but she's got a really bad shoulder. That it pops out. It, it'll dislocate real easy. Like it pops okay. out all the time on her. So she's too nervous to go out there and get it dislocated. But you need your con- shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I do con her into going to the women's self-defense classes all the time. I usually just sign her up and don't tell her. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's kind of how I, that's how I got started. I, I signed up for a women's self-defense class. Um, and then got introduced to all of this. So um, that's awesome. Yeah. So you're wrestling. Um, how long did you do wrestling? Is that 15 years, or is that less time? Uh, yeah. So from fifth, from five till I was 19. So yeah, 14 Just years. About. Yeah. And then I okay. I do like freestyle tournaments here and there outside of that. I never once once I got to college with my wrestling, I was just I was fried, I was burnt out of re- just wrestling. But then I got addicted to MMA, and I would still love to do that. But <laughs> man, those eighteen year old, nineteen year old kids out there nowadays—they they got a lot more energy than I do. <laughs> right. <laughs> Rolling with people that are younger than me, it's like, and I'm older than most people there, so. Yeah, you feel it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's nice to feel it. It's, it's nice to be reminded, hey, like, <laughs> keep, keep it in check, you know, so you can compete. I, I remember being younger when I got into MMA. Uh, all the older guys were like, ah, oh, you wiry little bugger. And I'm like, I didn't really think of it until now. And now I'm going against, like, these 19, 20-year-old kids. And I'm like, man, you guys just don't stop. Like, they don't get tired. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, and they train. I mean, I guess we train at my gym a lot. So, I mean, there's classes offered pretty much every day. Yeah. Um, so, and it sounds like that's what you do too with your son, yeah. uh, Monday through Friday and then Saturday sometimes. Yeah, it's it's been quite frequently lately. Now that my son, so at first I had to deal with the life. It was, I would go two nights a week because we got three kids. And so... It was getting too much, so I made deals. Like, yeah, I'll go Tuesdays and Thursdays to the advanced classes, and we'll just call it good. Monday through Wednesday was his other class at Wushu, and I would stay with the kids. Well, then, once he, once Mama forced him to go to a jujitsu class one day, he was instantly hooked. Like, it was to the point where he was almost, like, crying. Didn't want to get in the truck, but we're like, no, you're going. Just go one day. That's it. All you got to do, one time. Just try it out. So it was like a 15, 20 minute argument and fight to get him in the pickup. I get him there. As soon as we pull in the parking lot, he just calmed down. And then as soon as we walked in into the gym, Professor Lucas came up, gave him a hug and talked to him. And he was like, his smile was big. And then we got his gi on and he went out there and rolled. And like that first week he came home and told mom, he's like, I'm done, mom. I don't want to do wushu anymore. Like, I just want to do jujitsu. And to this day, his smile is ear to ear. It's like the biggest smile I've ever seen on a kid. Like he has so much fun. It's pretty neat. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I yeah, felt. All- I know. <laughs> Thank you for that. Goodness, I felt that. Um, and he's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I just I'm sure that the impact is is more powerful because he's so young. Um. 
just to you know fall in love with something um uh thank you for that um, yeah it, it's been neat he's uh he had surgery yesterday so he uh can't train for like two weeks and he was not oh. like, oh. he was so mad <laughs> i bet i uh I think that's the most frustrating part of training is when you injure yourself and you can't train. And then it's, it's like, what do you do with the space? But that's part of training is learning how to recover. Um, yeah. Cause we have, you know, bodies, we have human bodies and they break and you have to, you have to give time to recover. Cause then what, you know, you, you just keep ex exacerbating it. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, I've been battling an injury for about four months now. I just will not. Every time I feel like it's getting better, I do something and it just re-injures itself. And I'm trying to train as hard as I can because I'm tr I'm trying to compete at Worlds in December in Anaheim. And I'm trying to like balance the train hard and still let my injury heal itself before I go. And it's been a struggle. <laughs> Goodness. World sounds like um tell me what that competition is it's uh you know i've never been i've i've never okay. been to one so um my professor i had reached out to him and uh i was gonna see if he was gonna go to world masters in vegas and he, he thought about going and i was like man i go i'd like to train there or i'd like to compete at that next year and he goes well why don't you do worlds in anaheim with me in december and at that time, I didn't think I could. I, I couldn't because I'm white belt, but I get my blue belt here in a, two weeks. So he's like, yeah, you're going to have your blue belt by then. So like, why don't you compete? And I was like, I'm in. Let's do it. And I figured I've got, you know, at least three, four years where I can compete as hard as I can. And then after that, I'll see how I'm doing. I mean, I'm 37. So <laughs> okay. I know there's guys out there that compete a lot longer and we'll see how it goes, but. I'm I'm gonna sign up for every tournament I can, and you know I think Worlds is a pretty big tournament. I I got a bunch of friends that live in California that are going to it, and I know it's a big event for all those guys, so I'm excited. I mean, in the name, it sounds like it's a you know if it if you go from district to yeah. state to it sounds like the biggest competition, but I mean I think um, it's pretty big. I it's. I try not to psych myself out like that because I'll sit there and like yeah. dwell on something like that and like I'll basically check myself out. So I try not to look into too much. Like just like, like when I was doing MMA and I was fighting, like I would never look up my opponents. Like I wouldn't try to watch their fights or watch their previous fight or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I just went in, I had my game plan and I would go with it. And if it wasn't working, I would adapt to a different game plan. So. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to look at them and try to psych myself out. Like I, I've seen a bunch of my friends do that for their fights, and they'll watch a video on them like, "Oh, he's really good at this," and it's like they've already, they've already lost the battle. Um, hmm. I know a lot of people do like to watch their fights so they can get some tips and pointers on. But for me, it's it's never worked that way because even when I wrestled, I did that at the beginning, and I would like psych myself out like, "Oh, he's better than me at this," and then at that point. I just put him a level above and it, I learned real quick. I, I got to stop that. Interesting. I, that's uh, an important lesson to learn, uh, to not, um, spend your energy doing that, 
because you're only yeah creating a block um yeah yeah. so i'm i'm also competing i'm competing in november nice (laughs) um so this is fight to win here in in colorado so um it's my first competition uh i i guess i i'm (laughs) i'm not sure of all the rules do you need to be a blue belt is it a local competition Uh, yeah i mean local to me yes but it's state they they probably have it's probably for white belts too most most like competitions are they'll have white belts all the way up um okay i think it was just worlds that they they don't do white belts like worlds and worlds masters um from what i was told and i didn't I didn't see any white belts competing at the last World Masters, so I think it was just blue belts and not. But like local, it sounds like white belts. It sounds like it's an advanced that Worlds is an, an advanced competition anyway, which could be a bit too much for me right now. So I'm 36, so I'm just right there. You know, I I try I did different sports when I was younger. I was a distance runner, but hmm. you know. <laughs> getting to closer to to my 40s and stuff (laughs) i have to consider (laughs) you know i i i gotta still take care of my body and i have an injury from my lot from the last seminar we had and we have another seminar tomorrow so and it's still there (laughs) it's taken this long and it's still not healed but um it takes longer as we get older it sucks like remember being younger like you'd hurt yourself like two days you're fine now it's like two <laughs> weeks <I'm> still lingering <laughs> but just with that concept of not looking up your fighters before fighting i think it's it's like not jumping the gun there too as far yeah. as age because everybody's on a spectrum you you started training when you were five years old and um you know so that's the core of your of your life your athletic life so yeah. You, you look, your health looks very different than somebody else that's 37. Um, and I always try to keep that in mind so I don't create the block of, oh, well, you're getting too old for this or you're not really, you know, I, I feel like I'm I'm doing well in, in all of the martial arts that I'm training in. Absolutely. That's what uh, I get frustrated. Like I got a lot of friends that I've been trying to get to come to the gym and I was like, oh, I'm too old too old well you know some of them are a couple of years old than me a couple like in their early 40s and it's like you're not you know i've got a friend that's younger than me and he's like ah oh, i'm too old and hurt and i'm like no you're not like you know, mid 30s late 30s you're still young you still got a lot left in you like and that's what i had to tell myself when i was at sitting at the restaurant that day i was like i'm still young enough i can still do this like i gotta do it otherwise i'm gonna live with regret as i as i get to the point where i can't compete you know and I'm going to go, I should have just got back on the mat and just done it. Like, you only live once, so you got to take advantage of the time you've got. And 37 is still young. Like, you still got a lot of competing left in it. Yeah. And, I mean, I've watched UFC fights with people that are 37, you know, in, oh, in yeah. that age range, you know, and, and they have these long careers. So that sound like your career. So yeah. um, I, I wish I had their career, <laughs> you know fighting in the UFC that'd be nice <laughs> yeah um is that I want to ask you about MMA so I mean I guess that's just a different tier than 
UFC. That's just professional MMA, right? Yeah. So I mean, I was yeah, I was doing like local shows around the Northwest, and I loved I loved MMA. I you know I my dream was to go into the UFC. It's just I was I was starting to get to the point where I needed to make some money, um, and uh, I started getting a family, so I needed I needed to put family first. So I kind of chase my dreams of being a lineman and uh more so a career path more than a chasing a dream and you know i have my regrets i look back at it and i was good i was a really good fighter and uh, i should you know i probably should have pushed it a little harder but i don't have any regrets and i i guess i don't really have any regrets i made a good decision i have a beautiful family since the path i took because i probably wouldn't have met my wife had i uh stayed fighting because my and, trade brought me here to Phoenix. So that's how I met my wife. So I guess I don't really have any regrets, but you look back at it and you're like, man, I, I was good. And I, I should have just kept going, but it is what it is. Well, and now you get a chance to do that in a different way. Absolutely. So I, I want to ask what it's like in comparison. So what is it like fighting in MMA and how how does that feel different than jujitsu? Um, well, you're not getting punched in jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Or kick. laughs> Important to know. <laughs> um, t- honestly, it's I got I get the same adrenaline rush when I'm out there on the mat in jujitsu as I did when I was fighting. I mean, yeah, you're not like throwing elbows or punches or kicks or anything like that, but you know. It's the same method. You're still trying to go out there, take him down, score points, and submit him. So that's, I mean, you don't get points in MMA, but you're still trying to get him down, full guard, you know, get him in a submission of some sort if you're not going to try to knock him out. So the method's still there, and the competitive drive that I still have, I still feel all that out of the mat. It's awesome. And the crazy thing with, with me, which is, we are like talking to some of my other friends who are professional fighters still is uh, when I was out there, like I could block all the sound off and like, it could be a packed house screaming people and I wouldn't hear a soul. It'd be dead quiet. And I could only person I could hear would be my coach. Um, and I used to tell my wife this all the time. I was like, there's a way to sing. Like it'd be just like a dark, a dark room, just dead silent. And I could just hear the voice of my coach. There's a weirdest thing. And I, I found that out here on the mat. I can block out all the noise. It could be as loud as it could be, and I could not hear a thing out there. And I just hear, like my professor, like he's talking right here in my ear. It's the weirdest thing. I don't. It's been a pretty cool, pretty cool experience. So I, I've found that same kind of drive with jujitsu lately. I mean, I think that's probably why I agreed so quick to the world. I mean, do I feel like I, I'm completely ready for it? Yeah, probably not. But I'm not going to turn it down. Like I'm wants me to go I'm gonna go and I know if he's in my corner I'm pretty confident in myself so that's why I took that challenge but I definitely still have the same fire that I did with MMA that's the the, thank you for sharing um being able to hear your professor in a in a silent you know or crowded room rather you know um being able to hear his voice I think that kind of highlights the important relationship you have with your professors or your crew or your sensei. Yeah. 
um, uh, because it, I don't I don't think that connection always happens. It it I think it only happens when people are ready to have that happen um, to connect because that's kind of a, a a vulnerable place to be in to like fully trust this person <laughs> to give you instructions. So um, I, I agree. And talking to us like some of my other friends like. They don't get that. They're like, man, I can't hear anything out there. It's so loud. I'm like, that's the weirdest thing. Like, because I, I could hear a pin drop out there. It's like I block, my brain just like blocks out all the noise and it just focuses on one person's voice. And I've not always had that with people. Like, it's just been with like with my professor here and then my old coach, Derek Cleveland. Like, the only voice I could hear is just like me and him and just be me and him in a room together. It's the weirdest thing. And then talking to people, they don't. Other people don't have that, so it's kind of crazy to hear that. Because I kind of figured it was everybody. Like, everybody had that same. <laughs> Interesting. But that's neat. You have that same that same kind of thing going on, too. Well, it's, I'm just noticing this because I'm, yes, I do hear my, my crew or Sensei's voice, but I haven't ever competed. You know, I'm, 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 uh, <laughs> This is going to be a, a very new experience, so I wonder if I'll have that that connection with him. Hopefully, I will. I'm sure you will. It. I think it's a, like you you stated earlier. It's kind of like you build that relationship, and you found like that good group. It sounds like you found a great group to train with out there, and you're really enjoy. You're really enjoying. Um, I it was the same for me. Like I had a hard time finding a good gym. I I bounced around to all these different gyms that were. I'm not saying they're not good gyms. I'm just saying, like, I tried these gyms that people were saying were really good, and I go there, and I just – I didn't have that connection. Like, there was, like – I was like, ah, it's all right. I had a good – all right time tonight. And then when I walked into this place, it was like – it's just the, the welcoming of everybody. It's like a giant family. So it's been pretty cool. And it sounds like that's kind of what you got there. So I bet when you get out there, it's going to be the same way. You'll hear your professor or coach or whoever you got in your corner at that time. Uh, hopefully that's what happens and you'll be able to execute everything perfectly. Yeah, hopefully. I'm really excited about it. I'm I'm trying to use my nerves to be excited <laughs> about it rather than oh, yeah. just, you know, stuck. Yeah, you'll you'll be um, nervous. It'll be I mean I'm still I'm still nervous. I mean like I said, I wrestled until I was five, like every mat match I'd be nervous until I stepped out on the mat and then it just kinda goes away. Like it like disappears at that point. So. Don't don't let your nerves get to you because as soon as you step on the mat, it'll go away. Okay. Um, I'm receptive to any advice you have and and competing. Um, I want to ask you, Sean, if you meditate. That's what came up for me when you were talking about this connection you have with your professor. If you practice meditation. No, I don't. I uh, a really good friend of mine is getting pretty big into that um he's been trying to get me to do it he's he's a little more extreme than me i mean he literally just got done doing a hundred mile run like race last weekend up in uh chicago like a hundred miles mm-hmm. in 24 hours he had to run it <laughs> like dude you're <laughs> insane <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's gotten very uh uh spiritual and um he's he's getting real big into the meditating and it he he talked to me about it, and I I, just, I haven't tried it yet. Uh, okay. I, it, I think it might help me out with some other aspects of my life because <laughs> I have a short fuse sometimes. <laughs> so, 
Well, sure. Yeah. I, I'm sure it'll help with, with that aspect, but just, I think you, you are meditating without realizing you're meditating. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's because it's, um, it's, I think it's a part of jujitsu as well. It's like finding that place of calm so you can hear just that one message or that one voice. Yeah. Um, you know how to do that really well, so <laughs> you're meditating, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're probably right on that. I, I know jujitsu is definitely, uh, since I've gotten back into it, it's definitely changed my life. I've noticed lately, big time, with like, not just me, but like with my family. Like our whole family's gotten, I mean, we've always been a tight family. We're, we're a really tight family, but it's gotten a lot tighter. Like, I mean, my son's into it now. My youngest son's getting ready to get into it. My daughter wants to do it, but she's only three. So I'm like, you can't do it yet. <laughs> she wants to put on the pink gi so bad and go out there. But uh, just, I mean, like I said, like the family, like my son, I get home, he's ready to go. He's got everything packed and ready. My wife's got it all laid out for us. So, And it's, it's jujitsu from 4 p.m. till I get home at 8.30 after my classes. So it's, it's an all-night deal, and we're – Nobody complains. Everybody just literally can't wait for tomorrow. It's been a pretty cool experience lately. It's jujitsu has definitely been a huge impact in our life lately. Hmm. It sounds like it it um, bonded you more together, connected you more together. It it definitely has. Um, not only us, but like with our friends. Like we've gotten some friends that got into it with their kids, and they. Uh, they're all addicted to it now too. Like, and it's, it's, they could be, it's brought a whole core of us all real tight together. Like even our professor, he does like a group chat with uh, WhatsApp and it is all the family. Like it's the, the jujitsu community is absolutely amazing. It's like one of the most positive group of people I've ever run across in my life. I mean, you are a prime example. Like the conversations we had on the ride home was like, this, this is awesome. I called my wife that night and I'm like, this is crazy. Like, you're not going to believe this. And then, oh, and I forgot to tell you. So the next day, I was, I had my seminar that I had to go to for work. Well, I walked out of our seminar during one of our breaks, and I had my shirt on that I had bought at Professor Jefferson's school there. And he goes, the, one of the guys that was working there at the hotel, he goes, he looked at my shirt and he goes, oh, Gracie Baja, he's already training. And I was like, oh, in Phoenix, I go, I just was over here for a week, so I trained last night up in uh was that the flat irons? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I trained there and he goes, Oh yeah. He goes, Phoenix is a, what part? And I go, the new East Mesa. He, so he goes, Oh, you're with professor Lucas Norat. And I'm like, what? What? I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. How did you know? This? <laughs> oh, he was my roommate when I lived in Arizona. It was just like the, the whole weekend was just crazy for me. Like the, how jujitsu brought like all that, like, you and then him and like we it was just nuts for me it was like mind-blowing it was pretty cool this this is felt on on my end as well like i went and told my sensei like i met this person just like i left class and then i met this person and we had this conversation and i'm gonna try to interview him and maybe he can come in and like i just started wrestling but that's the newest um martial art so um, and there's not a ton of people that come to that class on a regular basis. So yeah. I get a lot of attention. And so talking to a wrestler um, and somebody that, that fought in, in MMA, like 
I, I want to go in this direction as much as I can. So I just, it was, there were, it was just a, a thing. It was just signs that happened. And so um, definitely felt on my end. And so um, I'm glad that I, I asked you to, to come on the show because um, I want other people to know how this has affected your life, you know, and your, yeah, your yeah. mental health, your family's mental health. Yeah, it's been, it's been neat. It's uh, I have not regretted from that moment I was sitting at that restaurant that night and having that conversation. It's just the whole fate of how everything's come through has been it's been awesome. Uh, it's been a lot of joy to my life in the last. I started training January, so last eight months, nine months, it's been quite amazing. Wish I would have never quit, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wish I would have been introduced to this when I was um, younger. I'm, I I'm not going to call myself old. I don't yeah, like that, yeah, don't do that framework. But when I was less of an age than I am now, <laughs> I wish that I was introduced to this. But um, for me, I've what I what I wanted to be introduced to when I was younger was dance, and so. The crossover for me is learning all of these positions in jujitsu and that helping my dance. So um, both I've, I've found as far as like trauma science goes, those are both effective in, in helping to heal trauma, martial arts and dance, movement in, in your body. And so this was perfect for me to find because I was doing some of this stuff anyway, you know, in my dance. Uh, uh, and then to find something I can, that can help protect myself. Absolutely. Uh, that's the age right now. Things are, yeah. Things are getting a little scary out there. So I, I recommend everybody to learn some kind of martial arts. I agree. And I think um, my perspective on men and women I know that's just separating two genders and it's and there's a, a whole spectrum so I'll say men and women and non-binary people but I, I think the way that our society looks at that most of the world looks like at that is that there's one dominating gender and then one like submissive gender and that's just how it is and yeah, I, I not, think not that's jiu though right I think it just tells a different story. It, it, yeah. Um, you need both. You need, it needs to be an equal playing field, which to me, the way I look at the world, it, it is. We're just choosing to look at two halves of a whole. We need to be whole, you know, as a, as a fighter, as an athlete, as a training partner, what have you, because I think that's what builds a strong relationship that's that's what um helps these moves to to settle in it's not just technique it's it's a it's a dance it's a flow it is it's it's crazy like watching some of the more experienced guys um some of our black belts they'll literally just watching them roll and how they transition from one move into the other like every move's got three other moves that they can go to. Like, so for every action, there's a reaction. And I've always been told that my whole life, and I never really agreed all the time. I'm like, yeah, 
whatever, you know. And then I'm starting to see it. And then with jujitsu, you you really see it. Like for every action, there's a reaction. If not one reaction, there's three reactions. Like it just it's like a how did someone describe it to me the other day? Like a tree. So like every move is like a trunk of a tree, but there's like five branches going each way, and there's so many different paths you can go. And that's what's intriguing to me is like with jujitsu, it just it never ends. Like you never stop learning. Like, okay, if he does this, I can do this move. But it's not like that with jujitsu. It's like, all right, if he does this move, I've got five other moves I can go from here. Like it's it's just crazy. Like there's no dead end road in jujitsu. It's been pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. And the analogy with the tree. Um there's analogies of trees and and like in therapy and psychology so uh, that'll stick with me um the different branches because that for and you mentioned black belts that's black belts are going to know the different branches to use they're not going to just have the one yeah they're not um, like me i got like just a couple (laughs) (laughs) i got one (laughs) yeah Uh, but i'm okay with the one right i'm growing i'm learning that's Um, right we'll we'll get there one day (laughs) you i something else came up for me when you were talking about when we were talking about um watching black belts roll um goodness it it's kind of a, a full thought but not really it just made me think of um Darn it, karma. I don't know how to integrate this back into what we were talking about, but just, oh, you said the, the definition of karma. That's why I thought of karma. You said everything has a, an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah. And that's what's happening in jujitsu. So um, I'm going to have to think on that a bit more so I have a clear thought, but I, it sounds like... Um, It's just like, it just is. <laughs> like, it's just, um, I know that sounds strange, but like two people rolling in jujitsu is just like as, as true as life is. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know how to clarify that, but it's just, I don't know. And, and animals, I've noticed. I, I play, I have a puppy <laughs> and yeah. I play with my puppy all the time, but she'll do some of the moves. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she'll get out of some of the moves because it's just a natural instinct to, you know, put your your legs between someone, you yeah. know, to keep yeah, and frame. She frames on me all the time. <laughs> yeah, it creates space so they can get out. Yeah, it's yeah, jujitsu. You look at a lot of things in life and relate it to jujitsu. Um, not just like even with the moves, but like how everybody carries themselves. You know, I I can't speak for people that you know, but I know at all the gyms I've been to with out of Gracie Baja, like all the professors, the way they carry themselves and handle different uh, different types of people, I would say. I mean, because you in jujitsu, you get like all aspects of life coming into that gym. It's 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 a huge community that all comes together, and the. Uh, professors have to deal with like every individual and the way they carry themselves and the way they deal with everybody is just fascinating like you know sometimes you got guys that come in there and they just want to rip people's heads off 
and then you got other people who are so timid that they barely even want to step on the mat. And watching how they handle everybody is just, it's awesome. Like, for me, I, I, you know, I never noticed it when I was younger, and now I'm getting older. Like, I've helped out with some of the kids' classes, and I, <laughs> hats off to those guys, because we've got 50-something little kids out there, eight-year-olds running around that are just full of energy, and I mean, our professor doesn't put up with anything. It's, he is super strict with them, and you know, some people, I don't know if they can handle their kids are getting yelled at, saying, not really screamed at or anything, but, you know, being told, hey, get back in line, stand up straight, like, but, mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't give an inch at all. It's, you listen, and it's crazy, because I don't know how he does it. There's, it's a lot of kids in there, but uh, they, they carry themselves very well in there, and they, they deal with everybody, like, very well. Like, it's, it's pretty fascinating, and it, so it's not just how good they roll and how jujitsu itself is as like fighting wise, martial arts wise, but like even in life wise, how positive they are, how the positive energy they provide, um, always willing to help no matter what it's, it's been crazy. Just like my son having surgery yesterday, you know, they all reached out to me yesterday and uh, they're going to put it. He can't, he can't have any kind of contact to his mouth for a couple of weeks. Um, like, I think I told you, he was born with a cleft lip and cleft palate. So he's been having surgery for that. And um, they're going to have him come in. He, professor's going to work with him just specifically with rolling with moves. And then he'll have to sit out for, obviously, live sparring. But it, it's the community's been amazing. Um, but like I said, going back to, like, how the, how people carry themselves in jiu-jitsu, it's been such a positive look on life. So it's not just the the moves and the fighting it's been pretty neat yeah um i would agree um i've met the best people <laughs> and yeah. jiu-jitsu the best people and and it just um it just reminds me that i really was not going to go down this route at all <laughs> especially when i learned oh we're going to fight in a cage <laughs> that's what yeah. we're going to do <laughs> and i i i grew up like not being able to express you know aggression in any sense of the way I mean being a black woman you know as as well like you can't get angry you can't that's not it's not accepted to do that because uh then you're the angry black woman you're not allowed to to express yourself to a certain extent and so I really was not going to look in this direction at all and I'm glad that I let I put that aside uh, because it, it was the best choice. There was so much on the other side of it. Um, my my sensei, my crew, my and my professor. I've I've got all of those people. Yeah. <laughs> um, they they're like mental health workers. They're it's it's not just a, you know them doing the the moves. It's them how they affect the community. Absolutely. And they're making a community <laughs> by like uh okay violence. <laughs> like they're yeah. it's just a a safe place to do that, which is so rare. It is. It, it's it is therapy, like you said. It it is a therapy. It I mean, if you have a bad day, you can go there. I mean, even if you're not even going to roll that day, but if you're going there like the, the, everybody there is always willing to talk and 
help you through things in life. But I mean, I don't think there's a better way to to release stress or anger or anything that you just need to get off, you know, get off your chest. Like, go ahead and hit the mat. Jiu-Jitsu will get that literally. I mean, you, you're out there for an hour or two hours, and your mind is free. Like, you don't have another thought in your world except for out there. Like, it's, it, it's very therapeutic in my, in my mind, and it sounds like it's kind of the same for you. Well, it, it is in my mind as well. And, the, and trauma science says that as well. Like, that's part of why I, I pushed to pursuing this, because I knew from, you know, my studies that this will help heal trauma. <laughs> so mm-hmm. being a traumatized person going into this, I, I was looking for something to help me heal. And knowing that, you know, it's, it's helped a lot of other people, um, why not <laughs> try and see if that'll help me? So, um, and it's been profound. It's, it's been not only to heal my trauma, but to um, make, help me become the person I was supposed to be. Like, definitely being a trauma therapist is important. You know, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not discounting that, um, but it's it's like um, I said it in my last episode. It's like um, accepting your shadow self, and jujitsu is a and martial arts in general for me is a is a catalyst for that. It's like if I didn't, you know, push for the thing that I was really resisting it. Like I'm not allowed to be violent. I'm not allowed to harm people. That's not what I want to do. I want to help people. So um, if I wouldn't have pushed, I wouldn't be fully me. So (laughs) that's a, (laughs) and I define myself as a trauma therapist, you know, as my personality too. So to know that, Honestly, there's so much more to me than that. Um, that it just it changed my life. Oh, it definitely is. And and the boost of confidence you get in life, I think, from jujitsu is amazing too. Like, I know it's boosted my son's confidence big time. He used to be the shyest little kid ever, and they had parent teacher conferences. I think it was like a week ago. My my wife's gonna get mad. <laughs> listen to that stuff <laughs> but anyways it was just recently uh and she got to talking to the teacher and she's like somehow i got brought up my son's not a very shy kid my wife's like uh excuse me like what do you mean not shy she's like he's normally the shyest kid uh anywhere we go and the teacher's like uh oh no kate is not shy at all and she was telling her she's seen a change ever since we've got him into jiu-jitsu um, his ability to like go up and meet people and talk to people has like his confidence level has gone through the roof. So like it, it definitely has built him into a more confident kid too. So it, uh, yeah, it, I like you said it for the therapeutic and um, confidence. I, it's definitely jujitsu is very good with dealing with that. That's the. I'm glad that it's helping people of all ages. Um, especially children. <laughs> I yeah. think it's at my gym, at all three of the gyms that I'm a part of, um, there's kids' programs. And um, goodness, I think it's it's so healthy for someone to be confident 
not for somebody to be cocky, yeah. you know, or to be too shy, but to have that middle ground of I'm comfortable with being who I am and yep. handling someone if I need to. I think everybody should have that. I, I, oh, I started saying that with the separating genders and, um, right. you know, dominant and submissive. It's, it really should, I think, for, for everybody, it should be that we're, I should be able to show up to a fight and be able to fight. Oh, I, you know, I, it shouldn't be that you're, yeah, go ahead. That, that's what I was saying. I, uh, with jiu-jitsu, it's, it's basically an even playing field. Like, I, I have rolled with some girls that are way better than me. And it's like, wow. <laughs> it's, it, it evens it out. It's crazy. It's, I, like you said, I think everybody should do it, to be honest with you. I think it should be a requirement in schools. <laughs> I mean, the, the discipline and the confidence that it grows through these kids, um, not teach them to be little shits. Like it's <laughs> sorry if I'm not allowed to cuss on here. <laughs> no, please cuss for adults. <laughs> I mean, it, it uh, it does it teaches the kids a lot of confidence and it teaches them discipline and doesn't allow them to be doesn't allow them to be cocky or you know to be little jerks. I mean, kids these days are, I mean, they're some of them are straight up jerks. Like it's like man, if I talk to an adult the way you talk. My parents would have whooped me. I mean, I my dad would have blistered my butt with a belt so fast. And these kids, you know, they don't. There's no discipline with a lot of kids nowadays. And part of it is, you know, you get in trouble anymore. But I I think with jujitsu, that still is ingrained there. Like there is a discipline, and you know, hey, you can't act like that. I mean, we've seen it with our kids. Our my kid is completely down to 180. Don't get me wrong, he's no saying. Like, we still got to talk to him. <laughs> he's, we've seen a big change, and I, we we uh, credit that a lot to going to Gracie Baja. It's just, like I said, the professor doesn't put up with anything. It's, and he told me one day, I was, I was at a private class, it was on a Saturday morning, and I, uh, I told him, like, man, I don't know how you do it with those kids. Like, 55 kids, it's just him and Coach Yao, and you know, sometimes myself or a couple of other guys that will help out because, you know, 55 is a lot of a lot of kids for two people. And he's like, Sean, he goes, it's tough. He goes, but <laughs> I can't give them one inch because if I give those kids one inch, they will take a mile. And I'm like, yeah. And he, he's firm. It's pretty neat to see. But he's outnumbered, too. <laughs> what's that? He's outnumbered, too. Oh, he's way outnumbered. I feel so bad. <laughs> But they they listen. It's kind of crazy. I mean, you still got you still got them talking, and they'll kind of goof off a little bit. And then when he catches them, they straighten right back up. But it's it's fifty five kids is a lot of kids. But um, yeah. yeah, they have like you said with the with the schools and they have they have a lot of children's programs. They do the anti bullying class. They're real big on the anti bullying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is neat to see. I think uh, it was an episode of of Joe Rogan. Um, he said something about, I think he said it about jujitsu that we don't like uh, cheaters. Like we don't like um, people that are fake. We don't like bullies. It's not, it's not an honest fight. <laughs> it's not, yeah. you're not fighting someone with the same intention. So it changes the fight. 
And people just don't like that. People don't like you to cheat. People don't like you to be an asshole. It's just yeah. not accepted, no. right? You know? No, it's not. And, and, and that's, I think, true in life. That, you know, there, there are conditions that reinforce being an asshole. But yeah. <laughs> unless you're around other assholes, <laughs> then it's really not. It, you really bring the vibe down. Um, so I think that's a, a positive message. As we, we want people to be our best selves. Absolutely. And I, I think you get that in the jujitsu world. Um, you know, the places I've been, it's just like, I, you know, when I came out there to, at Professor Jefferson's, I never met him in my entire life or any of the guys there. First time walking in there. I knew of him because that was my professor's first professor in Brazil. So he was excited for me to go there because I was one of his first students. So it was kind of a cool thing for him. And, uh, but yeah, I went there and I literally got welcomed like a family. Like it was the coolest thing. I, I mean, like you said, like nobody's an asshole in the jujitsu world. At least I haven't run across that yet. Like everybody I've run across has been super welcoming. Now, do I get, did I get my butt kicked? Absolutely. <laughs> they were kicking the crap out of me, but it was neat. Like it was a humbling experience because every time, Every time he would teach me, it's like, hey, I got you in this move. This is how you're going to get out of it. So the next time we start rolling, I'd be trying to look for that. And he'd just give me the different one. I'm like, dude, Rob, what's <laughs> going on, man? <laughs> Thought we were training this. <laughs> but it, it's funny. That, that part was cool. But like I said, it it's probably one of the most welcoming, friendly communities I've seen. And every, like you said, it brings out a, a good vibe. Like nobody wants an asshole around you. And I have fortunately have not run across that in the jiu-jitsu world from where I have been lately. Uh, it's the exact opposite. It's family-oriented. Everybody's mm-hmm. super welcoming and wanting to help everybody. It's We need more of that in this world. And that's why I think I wish I wish more, more people would join the jiu-jitsu. And I wish it was a requirement in schools. But I think it would help out a lot of problems. I think in our, I agree. Um, I think in our schools, but I, I'm think I, I know I'll probably butcher this in some way, but I'm thinking of like ancient Greece and just like the way that, um, <laughs> that that people trained and taught um, Colosseum. Like I'm, I'm just thinking of that time period. That what if that was expanded? What if everybody knew jujitsu? You know, everybody had this this core training, this fitness level, this, you know, mindset that I think it would elevate everybody, you know, I I agree. I think it definitely would. Uh, I mean, you got, I mean, every school you go to has got like football or baseball or anything like that. They just made a requirement. like, Hey, you got to do a semester of wrestling or jujitsu. I think it would, I think it would help out drastically with everybody's life. I mean, they'd probably get addicted like we are. I mean, it's like, can't wait for I go train again. Like this week I've, t- I've taken a little bit off of this week. I had an ear infection and then I'm taking off hunting for two weeks and I'm, but I'm still going up there to train, which is cool with Gracie Bajas. I can go to anyone in the country and go train. Well, they just opened one up back home. So I'm like super stoked about that. So, but if, uh, I think if everybody could go train, they would, they would be addicted to it and 
I think everybody see a huge positive turn in their life. People could just shut off the news for an hour or two, just hit a gym up down the street. I think the positivity that they would see in their life would be increased that much more. And I, I think there's definitely a spectrum because not everybody's training in jujitsu to compete. Some people are just doing it for community um, for various reasons. But I think that the way that you're doing it and, and keeping it a part of your life, even when you're, you know, traveling, I think that that's, um, it brings a different element. It, it really just allows you to harness what, what it is, you know, what, what's available. So um, as far as mental health, you mentioned confidence. We're talking about a family-oriented um, space. Um, I think that the discipline aspect is really important. Um, I grew up with the values of like having a lot of discipline, <laughs> having um, having a lot of um, sacrifice. I guess I can say, like uh, learning how to fast when I was young. Um, yeah, I'm also looking at the time because I'm not sure if it'll stop in an hour, but we'll see. Oh. Um, <laughs> I didn't see the time. Um, I was looking at seeing if it was, my thing was up here flashing at me. I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, I'm looking at the time, so I'm, I'm being mindful. Um, I won't keep you too much longer, but I just, um, I think that discipline aspect, especially when you're a really little kid, I think that that is, um, it, it's shaping, it, it, form, it helps to form you into a good person. Um, just because the aspect of, uh, this is a, a term that everybody uses now, but narcissism, um, I think that's what's absent, is being able to have the balance that discipline gives. Is you, you've gotta have truth, you know, it's mm -hmm. gotta be, you know, the good and the bad or, or whatever, you know, opposites that you, you give yourself, but without having that, you're not really living in, in reality. So um, having discipline in someone's life, I think, grounds you and, and gives you a clear view of, of, of life. Oh, yeah. I definitely agree with that. Definitely. Um, so just a lot of, uh, of aspects of, of mental health, um, in, in martial arts and jujitsu. Um, I think I, I think I've asked you a few questions about competing and you're going to be competing. Um, one, one more question about that, um, is like the space between, um, you, you said something about, uh, I don't feel fully ready or something like that, but I'm, I'm going to do it <clears throat> anyway. How do you get ready? How do you fill the space of, or do you fill the space? What do you do with that? Uh, I just train harder. <laughs> um, I, the reason why I don't think I'm fully, it's just I keep, that injury keeps bugging me. So it's kind of limited a couple of things that I'm good at, like my takedowns. Um, and hopefully by the end it'll be healed up. I'm praying it'll be healed up by then. Uh, I mean, I'll be going in. So 
I'm just getting my blue belt, and I'll be going against guys that are about ready to get their purple belt. So the the technique level I'm probably going to be lacking on a little bit, but I've got the good wrestling background to where I can hopefully just get points and hold off. Um, and my cardio, I just got to get my cardio on point. It's been getting better. My professor has been beating me up. He like normally <laughs> at the end of class we do like an hour of live sparring and. Usually he'll pick, all right, you're going with so-and-so, you're going with so-and-so. Like, he picks the groups, and then we go for, you know, seven to eight minutes. There's six to eight minutes. He picks whatever it's going to be for, per round. But lately it's just, he's like, yeah, you're with me. You're with me. Because he's competing too. So he's trying to get ready as much as he can. Um, but to, to be fully ready, I mean, I just got to build that confidence back in my head just to go at it. I mean. I'm I'm pretty confident with anything I do. It's with everything I've done in my past, I think I can handle myself pretty pretty well. But I just got to get this injury gone away. I, I need it to be I need to be able to shoot those takedowns. <laughs> I wonder if I don't I don't know if you if your perspective is like this, but I wonder if there's a like a deeper meaning to your injury. If it's like a mental block rather, or an emotional block. Uh, I don't know. I, I know I did something stupid when I heard it. I, <laughs> so it was me being dumb trying to pick up too much stuff at once. <laughs> I see. Okay. <laughs> hey, well, there's there's plenty there to to analyze. Right. <laughs> no, I, I should be good to go by then. I just, I feel like every time it gets healed up, like I get closer and closer and then I'll, I'll shoot in on somebody or, or it won't even be that. I, yeah, I guess I did shoot in on me, sprawled on me and I, it just tweaked it again. And like really, God, I just needed to stop. And it'd be weird. Like I'll be walking, I'd be feeling good. And I was just walking down the hall or something and I'll be at work. It just, it just twist out on me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I didn't even do anything reminding you it's there <laughs> yeah it's just like a nagging just like a thorn in my side just won't go away <laughs> i i think in terms like that so everything is a sign um for right. me and i'm sure my injury it's on my toe um which is important <laughs> you know if you're on yeah. you need your feet you need to be able to you use do. that uh i um, broke my big toe um before it was my senior year of wrestling right before wrestling season and mm -hmm. it affected the way i wrestled all season long i mean i bet yeah hurting your toes that's a that limits you to a lot because you push off your feet and that's like i mean your toes are what you push off of, so when they hurt it can be a lot of pain uh it's painful now i'm looking at it <laughs> i couldn't bend it for a while um but it, it wasn't broken. I, I got x-rays. It's just, I think, ligament tear. Oh, um, but painful. I, I very painful. I think probably more because I have broken a bone before. Um, I, um, I think my block with my toe, I guess, if I'm relating that to an emotional thing, is, is just claiming that I, you know, that I'm doing this. This is, I have a podcast. I really am doing yeah. this. Um, that I that I am ready for competition and that it's not going to be in the frame of what it is for somebody else. 
because I'm not somebody else. I'm not like someone else either. Uh, uh, you're so, going to do good. You're going to be good. And I bet you <laughs> when you get out there, I bet you won't even feel your toe. Like when you, it's crazy when, when you're, when you're out there actually competing, like you don't feel that pain until afterwards. Then when you go to walk off right. the net, like, oh my God, where did that come from? Like it just all of a sudden clicks back on. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're going to be good. You're going to do really well out there. Just Thank you. Age, don't let your nerves get you because I'll tell you right now, I mean, you're going to sit there, you're going to feel nervous, but don't, don't let that affect you because the moment you step out there and you shake hands and he said, let's go. It just instantly it'll go away. I swear to God, you'll, it'll go away and you won't feel it. And all your confidence will be right there for you. I, I know you're right. You've done this a lot. Um, and that's what I can focus on. You know, the, the meditation part, getting my mind right, I yeah. can I can do that um, real well. So, uh, uh, and hopefully a lot of visualization as well of me competing. Um, yeah. So I wanna I just wanna ask if you have any questions for me. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap here soon. So um, yeah, I just wanna leave space if you wanna talk about anything else or or if yeah, actually I was gonna wrapping. ask you what what made you decide jujitsu i i should give you um i should give you a real answer <laughs> i shouldn't just give you a surface <laughs> level answer i'll give you i'll give it might i might get emotional which is fine um so i took self-defense classes in in texas and um i and i'm a mental health professional so in my training and like facilities um, I've been trained in, in various ways to protect yourself if you're getting choked or if somebody's pulling your hair, what, whatever. Um, but I know that that is, it's just ineffective. It's, you're setting yourself up because you have this false sense of confidence that I, I know these moves, I know what to do when someone's choking. Like, do you really? Have you like practiced? somebody choking you and getting <laughs> yeah. out of that like no you haven't because it's terrifying you know for most people um so i knew that i wasn't in a position to really defend myself um i moved from texas um to colorado and um just kind of did that during the beginning of the pandemic no family, right. you know, like just, uh, just kind of, um, <laughs> I take a lot of risk <laughs> in life, but I, I, I made that, that choice, but then I realized how fragile life was outside of that. So, um, I've lost a lot of family members since the time that I moved, you know, like a couple of months after I moved just one after another family member. So I think we're at, at eight right now um the ton yeah so it's that's trauma you know and that's that has shaped um the way that i look at living here that it's it's there's it's fragile you know like you have to be prepared for anything and so losing people and <clears throat> having past experiences in domestic violence and just and throughout all of my family members really having some sort of experience with that, just knowing that 
the reality is you're either going to be ready or you're not going to be ready. So yeah. um, that really pushed me into to the self-defense aspect. But my sensei, my crew, Ali, he um, encouraged me to look into that, to look into the, not just the women's self-defense classes, but the, the classes with all of the members. And um, it took me just a, a little bit to realize, you know, okay, I can do this. I'm not going to like be too overwhelmed, but I, I'm so glad I had some sort of gut feeling that this is, this is probably be a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Your stomach is in nuts for a reason, but it, it was the best thing. It was exactly what I needed. Oh yeah. That, that's awesome to hear it. Uh, and it, it is, it, everybody's going to face some, something in their life at one time that you, like you said, you're either going to be ready or you're not. So in my opinion, I, I think you made a good move because now if someone, if some, God forbid, anything ever happens, now you can defend yourself and that person's not going to realize he's going to get his ass kicked. Like, <laughs> I, I think everyone's <laughs> It's been amazing. I, I'll tell you, like when I got back into it, you know, I, like I said, I grew up little doing all that stuff, and you know, I took ten years off. Well, I went to the first time I went back into Gracie Bob, first day on the mat. I remember leaving there, calling my wife, going, "Oh, good lord! If I was to get into another street fight, I'd have been in trouble because I was so out of shape. I like, I didn't forget everything, but like." When you haven't done something in 10 years, you, you know, you're way behind. And, uh, mm -hmm. it, I literally remember calling the wife going, wow, I would not be able to protect my family very long. I'd have probably a good 45 seconds to a minute in me. And then I was already gasping for air. And so it, it, it definitely does prepare you for life because not everything's rainbows out there. It's, you're going to have a hard time and you want to be prepared the best you can be. And, I think jujitsu is going to help with anything in life. I mean, it's like we talked earlier, it brings positive people around you. So you're already eliminating a lot of the negativity out of your life. So you're, you're getting that out of there. So you got the positivity, but it doesn't mean that nothing's ever going to happen. So you need to be prepared yeah. all the time. So I, I think that's awesome that you, you had the courage and you realized it and you had the courage to step out there and go, yeah, I'm doing it. Let's go. And now you're going to compete. So that's, that's incredible. I mean, that's a lot of courage. That's a big jump from just going to, yeah, I'm competing, especially for someone who's never done anything like that in their life. It's not allowed to be in violence or anything. Like, I mean, I grew up violence since I was five, you know, right? So yeah. but for someone like you who said, you know what, I'm going to join jujitsu. And then here, I don't know how long you've been training. You're like, I'm competing in November. Like, let's do this. Like, that's awesome. That is I commend you for that. That is great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my, I walked into first MMA gym in um, June of 2021. Uh, and I took my first like official jujitsu class. So in July of 2021. So nice. um, <laughs> yeah, I, that's my personality though. But Oh, are we gonna do this? Like, let's do it. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Yeah. Well, like you said floor, earlier, yeah. life is short. You got to do it now. Like, take advantage of because you don't want to live in regret about it. You don't want to come back ten years down the road going, oh, I wish I would have competed when I got into it. Like, 
And that's how I like. I'm, I'm the same way. Like, no, let's do this. Let's go. Like, professor asked me to do worlds. I'm like, let's do it. Am I ready? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> but I want to do right? it. I mean, it's, you it's try the experience, it. right? Yeah, I think that's mine. <laughs> it's just about experiences. It's just yeah. about jumping into it, leaning into it. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you never know unless you try. So. You know, you may come back and think, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done something like that. But <laughs> you would have never known if you didn't do it. I think you're going to be good. I think you'll be fine. Thank I bet you, you I bet you get up on that podium, you got the gold medal. You're going to be great. Oh, well, <laughs> I will visualize that, you know, and and I'll, I'll be accepting of any outcome, whatever happens. But Just I, that's that's. That's how we we met because I took a chance. I just said I was going to drive at nighttime. Yeah, <laughs> and I picked I you up, and this crazy. is how this happened. I remember I stayed late and helped them. Um, I mean, I stayed late and kind of rolled a little bit and learned a couple of new moves. And it was just me, the professor, and one of his students that he had brought in. Um, come to find out, just to beat me up. That <laughs> so. So I stayed late though, and I when I walked out, they were getting ready to close shop. But like it is dark as heck out here. I go, I have no idea where I'm at. It's all like industrial. Oh. So I was like, well, I'll see if I can get a lift. <laughs> then yeah, you picked me up. It's like it's just a, such a small world. It's crazy. I like I said, like I remember calling my wife, going, "You are not gonna believe what just happened." Like, <laughs> heck. <laughs> and then the next day, meeting my professor's roommate in Colorado, like that whole mm -hmm. like that what a small world <laughs> and i did the same thing just so my my crew ali knows that i i did the same thing you called your wife and i ran to him and told him like like he's my dad <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> um, me <laughs> yeah family um i would love to see you in person again if you're ever nearby and it would be so cool to train with you. It would be really cool yeah. to just for you to show me some wrestling moves and some other moves that you've jujitsu moves that you've learned. That'd be really cool. So well, if I um, head back out to Denver for work again, I'll we'll have to stay in contact, and you'll have to let me know how you do in November, and I'll let you know how I do uh, at Worlds. Okay. Yeah, I'll post pictures. I'm sure you will too. And oh yeah. Um, good luck. I don't think you need it. <laughs> ah, thank um, you. you as well. Goodness, I'm so excited for us. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stop the the recording if um if you're good ending here. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, okay. And that's it. Thanks so much for joining us today. Tuning in. Please share this episode uh, with your friends and family. And. Let me know what you thought of it. You can reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at freedom underscore the number two underscore fight. I reach out to me via email. It's my first name, Anura, free at gmail.com. I'd like to hear your feedback. Who should I interview next? Thanks so much for listening and supporting me. Till next time.